Welcome to Sips and Solutions on Friday with your host, Katie L. Eames. That's me, the Chief Owl here at Outstanding Women Leaders Professional Coaching and Podcast. If you haven't been to the website, you should check it out, owlprofessionalcoaching.com. Check out my blog, read, look into a few podcasts, enjoy your stay. And perhaps even leave me some feedback. That will be one of our themes today. As we head into December 1st, 2023, this week, the planet that's activated is gate nine. And if you're like, what does that mean? Or decided to already turn off this podcast, stick around. I have plenty of evidence that showed up before the planet did. One of my favorite things about the research that I get to do as an executive coach is I get to watch things unfold. I get to see trends and patterns that are happening in countries um, not just of my own around the world. I get to see it at companies around the world. And then I get to check and see what the heck the planets are doing and see if it resonates. And uh, it always does, whether or not you believe it doesn't really matter. Um, it's just theme of the week. So focusing on what matters was the theme of this week. Gate nine is the gate of focus. And it is on the details that actually matter. And gate nine is actually in my pearl of the gene keys, which is prosperity. Gate nine is how I prosper. And I have focused on way too many details that don't matter over the years. And this week uh, has felt like I have been laser focused. The book is coming along. I think we're going to hit that deadline. Even if we don't, I'm feeling really good. Um, and that makes sense. I have this planet in a few places in the full channel. So being activated gives me extra access to focus. And by coincidence, I happen to host a prosperity in your business, Prospering by Human Design workshop on Monday of this week. I think the planet shifted into on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, but what I was talking about in prospering in your business for any entrepreneurs listening is this idea of executive magic. Executive magic is being exactly who you are and prospering. It's raising that vibration. So when you walk in the room, you're attracting prosperity. And that is the magic of how I built my first company. And that was the magic I felt I struggled with in the second company, being in pandemic, starting a business in January of 2020. I didn't have my executive magic because my executive magic was never intended to be um, behind a screen um, on a social media platform. It was intended to be out and about. And I had to really shift what my uh, executive magic was going to look like uh, as a 5-1 sitting in a park meeting a bunch of strangers, which is how I built my first company, including finding my business partners, which may not in hindsight have been the best choice, but I did find all my coaches there and all my clients that started the first business. That was correct for me. Notice I wasn't doing anything that drains me there. I was sitting in a park for two hours every day, five days a week, throwing up a foot post on Facebook just being myself, talking about something I was passionate about. That is executive magic. The lie we believe is what corporate sells is that things need to be incredibly complex in order to create prosperity. My favorite one of those now is all the streams, right? If you don't have seven streams of income, you can't be prosperous in this world today. Multiple streams. I'm not suggesting that you don't have your streams, but what I am suggesting is it's not a lie if you believe it. If you believe you can be prosperous in a simple, simple way, you will be. It's the corporate that creates the complexity. 
And all those different streams also cost money to implement. So looking at prospering for me as a solopreneur, prosper prosperity looks like, well, doing what lights me up with my time and keeping as much of my money as possible. Complexity isn't, there's no room for funnels and extra complexity here. It doesn't mean I shouldn't have those or I couldn't have those. It simply means that right now I'm focusing on what matters most and doing what lights me up. And this has been my most prosperous year um, in this current business. When I talked about prosperity at the workshop, I also talked about your personality. There's an interesting relationship with personality as I see oftentimes of tweaking it, adjusting it. How do I make it better? Is this one, this one's a bad one. This one's a good one. It's when we embrace who we are, the self-love, uh, that I heard young Pueblo, the um, his pets, his pen name, I forget his name, talking about self-acceptance and self-love is, is really at the heart of your personality shining. When you integrate the shadow parts, when you accept them, then they no longer um, persist in the shadow that's to serve you. You're aware of them. And people talk a lot about shadow work. I don't know if you're familiar with this term, but it's really contemplating your shadows and where they show up. What we get wrong about shadow work is that that is only 10% of the real work. The 90% of the real work is in contemplating your gifts. There's so many gifts of the personality and that, you, that we always focus on the bad. We wanna be aware, but when you buy a new car, you see a new car everywhere. You don't see your old car everywhere though. Think about that for a minute. Think about the last time you got a new car and how you were spotting it all over. We all know that happens. But you probably didn't spot your old car. Maybe once or twice in a parking lot. Maybe you saw one right after you bought it. That's kind of how it works. You focus on the new and you see the new. You create your reality. <laughs> So you want to focus on being aware of, but focusing on bringing out more of the gift of your personality. Epigenetics, we can turn genes on and off. We can alter our very DNA in our environment. This is how you alter your inner attitude, your inner DNA of your personality shining and radiating for you. Prosperity in business also looks like being clear. What are the blocks of prosperity? And in Gene Keys, there's a lovely sequence that we can follow to see very specifically into your DNA. What is that block? But removing it is very simple. You radiate much higher. Executive magic is bringing things right to your door. I have a third line in my attractor. So as I was sitting in that park, if I had known that, I would recognize that I was going to attract a lot of people. And I needed to be discerning as I listened to their hearts where which ones would be for me. And when I think about that, we always know in the moment I was correct in my original discernment. I just wrote stories that gave me additional insights, which changed my mind. Part of that executive magic is listening through your heart, judging through your heart, not through your head. Judging with an open heart is, an, is integrity because a judgment with an open heart is simply a truth. 
this week, one of my themes was nar the, the narcissism came up a lot this week for clients. And then I got a new client who I offered as his, he had low empathy in his testing that he, this was narcissism. And that client immediately responded with, that's what my ex-wife told me I was. And I nodded and said, I know. And here's what we can do. Man, talk about being really laser focused in a first session. I am a professional truth teller, as at least that's what it says on my LinkedIn profile. And the first step is motivation. Whether that motivation is real or not doesn't really matter. The motivation for him in that moment was there. At least that's what the tears showed. And the only reason I can give that feedback is because I've looked at my own. I can't spot a narcissist if I haven't experienced being one and being with one. We learn through relationships and relationships are reflections of experiences that we're having. Gate 10 in human design is this beautiful, lovely, self-empowered energy. And it's an energy that's repressive, will put people on pedestals. And I'm guilty of that. And that it's re reactive, it will be very self-absorbed, which is what my mother told me all the time as a kid. And so therefore I was. And the gift, because in every shadow, there's a gift. That's why we look at 10% of the shadow and we focus on pulling out more of the gift. The gift is being natural. The gift is being self-empowered. In the shadow, you don't even know that you're not self-empowered because you're trapped within your own self-imposed prison that only you can shift your way out of. So to be able to recognize something in someone else means that you've got a part of it in yourself that you could recognize as well. And if you forgive yourself of those things, you're already vibrating higher. If you're laughing and no longer sitting in shame, you can integrate the learning. You can start focusing on the gift. You can just be self-empowered. You don't actually have to go and find it. It's already there and it's been there the whole time. So narcissism was a theme this week. Another theme that I thought <clears throat> was really interesting this week was just hearing all several of my clients moving uh, contract sending, moving on to their soaring on their own was how impactful the belly breathing exercise really is. We have two nervous systems, parasympathetic, which is activated by your belly. that says everything is calm and the fight, flight, freeze nervous system, which is activated when we are breathing through our lungs. They can't be activated at the same time. That's the beauty of the nervous system. Just like your left and right brain, like there's a road that it's crossing as information is being shared, but the nervous systems are very independent. And so if we start belly breathing, then we are not having access anymore to the fight, flight, freeze system. <clears throat> and if we can observe our thoughts we can eventually laugh at them i had a theme this week of someone wanting the inner critic to be quieter to go away this is what we hear gremlin training inner critic just send it away no 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 you can't send a part of yourself away but you can laugh at it and when you laugh at it you really take the power away why do you think comedy is something I do? Thank goodness. I have the channel of struggle. I've had some struggles, which means I'm hilarious. 
I have stories to tell. Taking away someone's power makes them a clown. I find those scary. So in my case, I like to picture the frog with the top hat and the cane. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. He's like doing a little dance, you know? If that's your inner critic, are you going to listen to that fucker? <laughs> Come on, guys. The goal of imposter syndrome and getting rid of that is the wrong goal. That's why you keep finding it. Just like when you get a new car and you keep seeing it, but you stop seeing the old car. We got to stop seeing it in the same way. It needs a rebrand. If water can get a rebrand of liquid death and doesn't come in a plastic bottle, you can get a rebrand for your inner critic. The imposter syndrome, like the buffalo, you want to go through the storm. When the storm hits buffalo, go through it. Because on the other side, the sun is shining. This is why people struggle when they manage stress. Oh, I'm doing, I'm managing my stress. No, no one likes a manager. A manager is dragging people along. People love a good leader. And leaders would point out how stupid <laughs> this inner critic is or how silly or maybe how relatable. But when we're relating to others, we usually, as we start to relate, we realize, oh, everybody else struggles with this and this isn't a big deal. Taking away the power versus fighting it, what we resist persists. This is why I call these magic wands, because the truth is that when we stop resisting, you can wave a magic wand. It is only a few months time before it stops persisting until a heavier weight comes along, a that triggers. But the learning, whew, that's still sticky. And now you've created opportunity for extended practice. Belly breathing is great extended practice. You can breathe through your belly while you're typing. When you're sitting in a meeting that you would prefer not to be at. When you're sitting in a meeting that you love being at. What you practice is also being aware of your inner attitude. How am I feeling? We take 20,000 breaths a day and we don't know where they are. It takes 10,000 hours to master something according to the researchers. They haven't really wavered on that one. 10,000 seems to be it. So you're going to need 10,000 hours of knowing where your breath is to master breathing. And it's been a while since you've known where your breath is. That is the number one thing that people really take away from um, their coaching. The strategic Ferris wheel and the tactical Ferris wheel is another great one. I have an episode on that. If you'd like to tune in here, that theme comes up a lot. Human design, of course, always gets mentioned if it was something I offered to them. Not everyone is open for a human design. Feedback also, I think was, you know, it's the end of the year. Of course, feedback is coming up. You know, how, what's your philosophy on feedback was my Friday question, which my Friday clients always seem to tie, tie up in a little bow, uh, the theme for the week. And I love this question because feedback is information about what the other person needs. So the re bad relationship we have with feedback is because we've always been trying to deliver it better and or receive it better. We just didn't, again, we had the wrong goal. <laughs> feedback is just information about the person giving it. Uh, when someone says they're not effective at communication, what I hear is that the person that's delivering the communication 
maybe speaking from a place of not having confidence, not having self-acceptance. They may be um, using words like I or but or no or that are triggering. Very simple tweaks. But what we hear from that feedback when we receive it is that this person has a need that's not being met. And the first need is trust. When we trust people and we go into conflict and we trust them more and we go into conflict and we trust them more, then we misinterpret their communication less. And when we really trust them, if they communicate poorly, we're like, eh, having a bad day. Because they're human and humans just have bad days. But when we don't trust them, we make it about us. Narcissism, back to our theme. When someone is feeling a particular way, we do make it about us. And you could say, well, Katie, sometimes it's about us. Yes, but underneath it, it's really not about you. There is no outer conflict without inner conflict first. So that outer conflict that you see, there's an inner conflict happening for them. Scarf model is something I talk about in other podcasts you can tune into on sips and solutions. If they don't have a scarf, their limbic system is on fire. And they're not belly breathing. So they're going to need some support. So feedback gives you information about the people giving it. And yes, you might have to make some tweaks. But you're still going to be more you at the end of those tweaks. The goal is always to be more you. Yes, you can be you and get exactly what you want, communicating the way that you do. It, words are vibrations and intentions, and those are the shifts that make it really easy. Executive magic. But taking things personally always lowers a frequency. The minute that we do, the minute we don't recognize that feedback is telling us about the other person, we can only see in someone else what we see in ourselves. So when we see the bad, we're seeing it in ourselves and we're seeing the good. We're also seeing something that we have in ourselves that perhaps we're not even aware of that we have or that we know we have it, but we'd like more of it. You can only see in someone what you can see in you. There's a note for the people that see narcissism. It means you're seeing a part of yourself that can exist. And in moments, time maybe has existed. I wasn't a narcissistic brat to my mom my whole life. <laughs> I had my moments. Lower frequencies, turning, you know, the, the highest frequency of narcissism is just self-empowerment, self-acceptance and self-love. The low frequency of narcissism is there's some shame, there's guilt, rejection, there's something laying underneath of that. And so because they're truly self-empowered, they show up very self-absorbed. And the biggest takeaway my clients always have is, is if they, as, as they shift their energy, energies around them shift too. One of my clients this week said he, 400% uh, return on the investment of coaching is what he felt. And I appreciate that because I'm expensive. <laughs> and he's, um, his team has increased their um, results by 40%. Engagement, um, actual KPIs, results, all of it has increased. It's been huge. Simply by being more authentic in a way that also has empathy 
which is then back to the narcissism, the big theme this week. So if you have low empathy, does that mean you're a narcissist? Relax, this isn't therapy, we're not diagnosing you. Um, but empathy is a key hallmark of being self-absorbed if we don't have it. And if you ever show up on an assessment where it's low, it's an opportunity for you. Feedback is going to really help you. Whatever feedback you're giving about other people is going to be turned back towards you. It's going to help you see it in you, right? The plank and the eye, Bible quote. Themes of the week. I will leave you with this. If you made it this far, you deserve to hear this fun Katie story. As a 5-1 designed to interact with strangers, my life, executive magic, things just happen to me, as you all know. And it's official. After uh, coaching, oh, where were the stats I wrote down today? After coaching 187 people, after 1,380 sessions, that is 733 hours, Two of my clients who work at very large companies in different cities got into the same city and they got to meet each other and they got to recognize that they have me as their coach and they've decided I'm the best. So fun Katie story. Five ones were very magical. This is executive magic. Synchronicity. It lets us know that we're on the right track. It's the universe flirting, winking, saying, hey, keep going. And I'm, you know, to be honest, I'm just surprised it took this long. <laughs> and perhaps there's happening um, in ways I don't even recognize. And I always have said one of the downsides of co uh, coaching is we've made this big deal around confidentiality and really protecting the confidentiality. And while I see that being important for companies, um, it holds back a few of my superpowers because I can't tell people about how they should meet each other. Cause I definitely felt like these two people should meet each other. Just glad the universe got my hint and made it happen. As always, my best advice to all of you as you sip and look for solutions is to keep belly breathing, have fun and don't take life so seriously. <laughs>